Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the channel. I hope you're all having a fantastic day. And today I'm going to be going through a couple of different wide receivers, early round wide receivers, not necessarily all first round wide receivers, but I'm going to split it up into a couple of videos because I really want to go deep diving into them. I want to spend an entire video on the guy behind me right now. And then another video will be coming out very shortly, likely tomorrow, depending on when you're watching this, they might already be out if you're watching this a little bit into the future, but I'll be going through a couple of other receivers because I do think there's some deep dive analysis that some players just need a lot of time to talk about because there's a lot to dissect in their current just target competitions in their current situations like DeAndre Hopkins switching teams. So that's what I plan to do here. Like I normally do take a deep dive, but take an even more thorough dive on these players because I want to state my case. I really want to get it off my chest that these players are going just either way too high or way too late based on their current ADP. And I'm going to limit it specifically to the first one to two and maybe the third round wide receivers, but mainly the first two round wide receivers, because a lot of those guys in elite year where there's so much depth at the wide receiver position are are just going way too high. And if you're brand new here, welcome to the channel. My name is Sal Vetri. I really do appreciate you being here. Please do take a second of your time. It helps me reach more people. Hit that like button, smash the subscribe button and tap that notification bell. All those things really do help go a long way for myself. Let me know in the comments down below right now. Would you rather own DeAndre Hopkins, where he's currently going at the 1.08, the eighth pick overall in drafts? Yes, he is. And maybe in some drafts, the ninth, but on consensus, according to fantasypros.com, he's going eighth overall. Pop it up on the screen right now. Or his teammate, Christian Kirk, who's currently going in the 10th round of drafts. Let me know which guy you would rather own. Obviously, you want Hopkins if you're talking pure points, but based on value, based on where you get them in the draft, how much you have to actually spend for them. Hopkins, the first round capital, the 10th round capital, double digit rounds, and Christian Kirk. Let me know down below in the comments section. I will call out that June 15th. So if you're watching this after that, it will already be linked down below, but the Supreme Draft Guide, the Supreme Draft Guide, my draft guide will be releasing and you'll be able to get it for just 10 bucks. And when I tell you there's over 120 player profiles, there's rankings, tiers for all different formats, a ton of stuff in there, statistics, all this stuff, the bust analysis, sleepers, all that is going to be in there for just $10. I'm telling you, it's going to be the best value you can find. It'll be down below in the description. If you're watching this before June 15th, just wait on it. The other videos, I'll talk about it. It'll be linked below in every single video once the time comes that it releases. Also down below are free top 25 running back rankings, totally free and a discord community chat. So hop down below, click the link to those rankings, just hit the quick download. And then also hop into the free community discord chat. That's where you can ask me your fantasy related questions. Really, you could also ask the overall community there. I'm trying to build a community of like-minded people. So this video is going to be primarily for DeAndre Hopkins. It's going to be a very deep dive on him. I hope you do enjoy it. Let's get into this video. According to Fantasy Pro's average draft position right now, their ADP, which is consolidating like six different websites when it comes to FFPC, ESPN, just a bunch of different websites. So it's a better average of where you should be looking. DeAndre Hopkins is still going off the board within the first 10 picks. He's going off the board right now in a consensus as the wide receiver two or wide receiver three right there with Devontae Adams behind Michael Thomas, which usually puts him around the eighth or ninth pick in drafts. And man, oh man, that's way, way, way too early in my opinion. I currently have DeAndre Hopkins ranked as my wide receiver six. Yes, my wide receiver six. He's behind the names of Julio Jones, Tyree Kill, and even Kenny Galladay, who I seem to be higher on than others, which is completely fine for me. But the biggest thing about that is I also have a lot of running backs ahead of DeAndre Hopkins. Looking at his ADP, currently right now, and I'll put it up on the screen and it's probably already been on the screen for a little while, but he's going ahead of guys like Joe Mixon. He's going ahead of running backs that you might actually want to take ahead of him, like potentially Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, even Austin Eckler. So these are names that are there. And for me, DeAndre Hopkins starts to become a player that I'm 
I'm okay taking around my 15th overall pick, but not my eighth overall pick where you currently see him on consensus going according to fantasypros.com. And there's a lot of question marks with DeAndre Hopkins. And, and I think the biggest one that we can look at right now is just obviously him changing teams. And I think Jared Smola did a very interesting study. And there's obviously pieces of it that aren't going to be so predictive because DeAndre Hopkins, out of all these names that I'll currently throw up on the sheet, is probably without question the best wide receiver at his current time in his prime at 28 years old. That's going to be switching teams. And you can see right now, now uh, on the screen, just the different wide receivers that have done it. And what this is showing you is that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be the ninth receiver in the past decade to change teams that finished as a top 12 PPR wide receiver. And then this is how the other receivers kind of did the next season. The only guys who saw out of the previous eight, some positive uh, changes were Vincent Jackson and Brandon Marshall. And I think Vincent Jackson and Brandon Marshall are probably the two best receivers on this list that aren't going to be named DeAndre Hopkins now that he's going to join this list. And they actually saw a big production boost, especially Brandon Marshall. We saw him kind of pop off after he changed teams and a lot of things actually were a nice factor for him when he did change teams and then you have some other players just dropping off a a cliff Eric Deckers is a little bit skewed because Eric Decker I believe that year he left Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning's like career year but you can see that 75% of players lost a little bit of a step and I think the biggest thing to also keep in mind is that this offseason has been different he hasn't been able to throw a Kyler Murray he hasn't been able to develop an extra one to three months of practice reps with his new quarterback and I think that's going to create some issues and I'll put up Graham Barfield's tweet right here because I think this best summarizes it yes I, I I agree that the list I just showed you the Andrew Hopkins is without a doubt, in my opinion, the best receiver on that list. And since the two outside X receivers in Vincent Jackson and Brandon Marshall were able to succeed and DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a better receiver and also an X receiver, it might lend itself to just say, yeah, he's going to be fine in this situation. Yes, but I'll also let you know that Vincent Jackson and Brandon Marshall weren't going as first round picks eighth overall in their years. They were going as probably second round picks. And I think they were. And Graham Barfield's tweet, like I mentioned here, it says the issue with Hopkins is that he's priced as if he never left Houston. A late round one, early round two is a hefty price, especially how deep receiver is bingo right on the nose if DeAndre Hopkins was going right now in the end of the second round yes he's a good pick and he's a lot of people will see him as a value but I think that's the actual spot that he should be going when he's going still as if he's still in Houston with Deshaun Watson who at least right now in his career is better than Kyler Murray if we're talking about as a pure passer and definitely when it comes to the connection that you have within your offense and definitely if it comes with having not as many threats to your target share whether it be the backfield in Kenyon Drake now in Arizona or it be a Larry Fitz who's still going to probably play 80% of the snaps out of the slot or a guy who's waiting to break out out in Christian Kirk and more on that later. The big issue here is that not a lot of offseason of work, you're changing teams and nothing happened to your ADP is a little bit head scratching for me. Whereas you have other receivers like a Kenny Galladay, like a Tyree Kill going off the board after him, even Julio Jones, who are keeping the same quarterbacks, who for their quarterbacks are elite quarterbacks, in my opinion, especially when it comes to just their pure passing volume in Matthew Stafford, in Matt Ryan, in a guy like Julio Jones, and even Devontae Adams who's going right now behind Hopkins in a lot of spots. For me, it doesn't make sense currently where the ADP is on the Andre Hopkins. Again, he's my wide receiver six going off the board often as wide receiver two. And we could talk about what he did last year and, and try and translate that over. Like every single year that he's been in Houston for like the last four, three, four years, really since he's had Deshaun Watson, he's seen 150 plus targets. There's 156 vacated targets right now to go around in Arizona. So yes, it does make sense that he could take all of those, but what if he only takes 135 of those or he takes 150 of those, but he's not seeing his upside years of like the 165 plus, and maybe they're not as accurate or not as many completed targets because just they can 
connection isn't there. Or again, he does see just 135, 140, and he's seeing one to one and a half less targets per game because Christian Kirk takes another step forward because Kenyon Drake actually is the pass catching threat that we got to see a little bit of last year. And we're still kind of uncertain of since we don't have a huge sample. In 2019 and 15 games, DeAndre Hopkins played on 100% of the snaps. He had the highest overall route participation in the NFL when it came to wide receivers. And he saw right on the nose, another 150 target season. He brought in 104 of those receptions, which was second most in the league, 6.9 per game. And he had a 30.9% target share, which was also second in the NFL, over 1,150 yards and seven touchdowns. Now the A dot for DeAndre Hopkins really shrunk last year. We saw him as almost a possession receiver, catching a lot of bubble screens, catching a lot of passes between zero and 10 yards, and not a lot of passes downfield. Not a lot of those big flashy DeAndre Hopkins plays that we're used to seeing, even with Will Fuller being hurt for a decent amount of the games. He had seven red zone receptions and they all happened to be touchdowns. So that kind of just shows you also that he wasn't scoring from outside the red zone. He was pretty much scoring from a lot of the time, the goal line himself and Devontae Adams are pretty much the the phenoms and the the weapons in the red zone the last three to five years, just lapping the field when it comes to red zone touchdowns. He was fourth in fantasy points per game. He ended up finishing at 17.88. So it was easy pickings. It was DeAndre Hopkins seeing a ton of volume yet again. And even though he didn't explode with the yardage, again, 104 targets only yielded barely 1,150 yards and only seven touchdowns in all in the red zone. He didn't explode in any way. He was still just piling on receptions. So in your PPR formats, when you're getting seven receptions per game on average, anything that he does in the yardage department, 60 yards, whatever it's going to be, is going to perform and finish in a nice way for you. And then if you had the touchdown, you're starting to get those 20 point weeks that you're used to and accustomed to out of DeAndre Hopkins. So now what does a new quarterback situation look like? Because you're going from Deshaun Watson, one of the best deep ball throwers in the league, one of the best mobile quarterbacks in the league who actually finally got a good offensive line last year. The Houston's offensive line, when it came to pass blocking efficiency, went from being one of the worst in the league in 2018 to 2019 being the sixth best. A lot of credit due to one of the best linemen in the entire league and the acquisition that they spent so many first round picks and all the, they gave up everything for the house for uh, Laramie Tunsil. Tyler Murray in his rookie season obviously showed a ton of promise and there's a lot of upside and a lot of uh, people getting excited for him. Dynasty formats going as a first round pick right now. He was ninth in attempts last year at 33.9 per game and they played at the second fastest pace. So they got off a ton, a ton of plays. They were only behind the Carolina Panthers when it came to pace and those teams played each other last year and it was an absolute track meet. But if they're going to continue to play at that pace, which I assume that they do, it's going to lead to just so, so many pass attempts and you might get Kyler Murray throwing 590, 600 times in this offense. And if that's the case, that's where you actually start to see the case for a guy in DeAndre Hopkins because there's 156 vacated targets to go around right now. He could easily slide into that role and he take on the far majority of those. But if Kyler Murray ends up throwing for even more attempts per game, he ends up throwing another three to four attempts per game. And now you're in a situation or even more than that, where DeAndre Hopkins is seeing one extra target per game. And now he starts to get to that 160, 165 range because this team is just playing so fast. Well, then yes, that's where your argument starts to come in that he's still a first round top 10 overall pick. But a lot of things would have to go right in that situation. You would also have to assume that a lot more of those targets don't become checkdowns to Kenyon Drake. A lot more of those targets don't actually go to Christian Kirk, who's again, going to be a breakout receiver at just 23 and a half. In my opinion, you saw Kyler Murray taking a lot of deep shots as well. He was ninth in deep ball targets. We'll be interested to see if DeAndre Hopkins role resorts back to what it was two, three, and really most of his career before last year as seeing a lot more deep targets. I assume that it will as the primary X receiver alpha on this team, but I'll also be interested to see how much uh, deep targets you get out of Christian Kirk, who I assume also plays the slot a good amount, maybe not on the outside as much. And then if Annie Isabella is going to get any sort of run as the rookie last year, who did have a deep touchdown, who was touted as this outside weapon for them. We'll see if he gets a little bit more usage. I'll pop up just what the Cardinals did in the offseason quickly now for you. And the biggest acquisitions in free agency was uh, Zane Gonzalez, their kicker. No, I'm just kidding. It was uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And then their biggest uh, goodbye see you later was David Johnson and his disgusting contract. DeBeer and Bird, who was one of the biggest receiving options now for 
the New England Patriots, at least one of their biggest free agency signings on offense, Farrell Cooper, just some guys that honestly, to be honest with you, just don't matter for this team. David Johnson, the biggest loss. And honestly, based on the contract and the real life uh, contingencies of what he brought to that team from where it was not a ton at this point in his career, based on what they were paying him, I think it was a good decision to just dump him in that trade and lose some of his contract. And now in the draft, I think they did some really good things. A lot of people thought they would take an offensive lineman early in that draft in the first round. Tristan Morphs was still on the board. Becton was still on the board when their pick came around and they decided not to go offensive lineman there because they had a player on defense that they really, really liked. I think it was their eighth overall pick. They had a player that actually dropped on defense that they didn't think would be there. A dual threat Swiss Army knife type of Derwin James type of player. So they ended up taking him. Then they got Josh Jones, who was touted as like a late first, early second round talent in the third round. And then Eno Benjamin, they got later on in the draft in the seventh round. And he's honestly somebody who could be involved behind Chase Edmonds and right behind Kenyon Drake if anything was to happen because he's right now going to slot in as the third running back on the step chart. So when it comes to free agency, yes, Demir Bird being gone, somebody who was running at one point in the season, the most routes in the league and really finished in top 10 and routes run in the league for the first 14 games of the year. Yes, when those targets are gone and now they're going to be filled with DeAndre Hopkins, it's going to take away from a lot of the other pieces of this team and this offense. Farrell Cooper is going to see some targets gone as he played a, a hefty role in the slot towards the midway part of that season when some injuries came to Christian Kirk. And then David Johnson takes some targets with him as well, especially early on in the year. Those targets were higher upside, but those will likely just be cemented and replaced by a guy in Kenyon Drake. So there's probably more realistically uh, outside wide receiver targets here that are going to go around like 120 uh, where Demir Bird was and a little bit of Farrell Cooper, which I assume DeAndre Hopkins takes all, most of all of those. The target competition, we've already started to hint at it based on what the vacated targets look like. But for this specific year, it's going to be mainly Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, who comes back on a one-year deal, Kenyon Drake out of the backfield, and then some hodgepodge of other receivers, mainly Andy Isabella, the second-year player on the outside. Now, I'm starting to become a lot higher on Christian Kirk at his average draft position. I mean, you can get Christian Kirk in the 10th round of drafts right now, whereas DeAndre Hopkins is going in the first round or the early second round. And that just doesn't make sense to me. Christian Kirk last year, 98.5% of the snaps, did miss three, three and a half games or so, but he still finished with 68 receptions, over 100 targets, and he only played on about 12 and a half games, which was a 24 and a half percent target share. He had three touchdowns. And a lot of people want to call out that Christian Kirk only had three touchdowns. And I believe it was somebody in the comment section pretty recently. I love associating everybody in the comment section. So be sure to get down below there. Ask any questions, any uh, debates that you want to talk about in a respectful way for sure. And somebody just said that Christian Kirk, he only had three touchdowns last year. Like, I don't want to be taking that. That's the exact reason, in my opinion, and I stated that you want to be taking that. And it actually prompted this tweet that you can see on the screen right now. The Christian Kirk only saw three touchdowns, which all actually happened in one game. He played outside receiver in that game and he went off, is really just making him a bargain. Hopkins going there made it even better for him. Like he was a guy who was going in the seventh and eighth rounds, already a bargain, in my opinion. Six, seventh, eighth rounds when Hopkins isn't there. Hopkins comes, now he's going in the double digit rounds, ninth to eleventh rounds. That's an absolute bargain, in my opinion. For the Christian Kirk, only scored three touchdowns crowd. That's exactly what regression is. First of all, he didn't play in a full 16 games. He played in 12 and a half games and he scored three touchdowns. Yes. So if he would have scored six, you would have been like, okay, that's normal. Five, you would have been like, okay, that's fine. So it's not that crazy to begin with. And then second, he was tackled on the one yard line twice last year. Twice last year, tackled on the one yard line. And he was actually ninth in red zone receptions in just 13 slash 12 and a half games, tackled on the one yard line twice. So he was top 10 in red zone receptions. He saw an over 20% target share in the red zone. He was being utilized there. It's not like anything was happening that, oh, he's just getting taken off the field. The old Julio Jones in Atlanta the last before last year, the last like three to four years. He just doesn't play in the red zone pass. 
package for some reason. No, not at all. Christian Kirk was heavily used in the red zone. He was a definition of unlucky being tackled on the one yard line twice, having so many red zone receptions and just not getting into the end zone, which just tells you regression. And for the people that are just using those three touchdowns and seeing three touchdowns last year and saying, oh my God, I can't draft him. Then the people that are also seeing the Aaron Jones 19 touchdowns last year and using that as a reason to draft him, it's just the exact same reason. Regression is coming for both players. Aaron Jones is going to be worse this year because he's not going to score 19 touchdowns, although people are expecting that. And Christian Kirk is going to be better this year, in my opinion, because he's not going to just score three touchdowns when he sees 115 targets or 120 targets. He's going to score somewhere between six and seven, and that's clearly going to prop him up. I'll put up another tweet right here from somebody who I've followed just through Roto Underworld found him. Doesn't have a lot of followers, but Carpenter NFL, be sure to follow him. In 2019, Christian Kirk added 40 targets and 25 receptions while playing 32% of the time in the slot. That's a very good bump up, in my opinion. He only played about 22% of the time in the slot in 2018. And there were a lot of weeks where Christian Kirk was playing primarily in the slot, especially early on in the season when they used a lot more four wide receiver sets. When they moved to the 11 personnel, three wide receiver sets is when he started moving to the outside with a guy in Demir Bird, who is now a Patriot, and then Larry Fitz primarily controlled the slot. And now what he says right here is that DeAndre Hopkins is going to draw double coverage on the outside. Larry Fitz will be in the slot, and it's going to be just an absolute show now for a guy in Christian Kirk on the outside where he's currently going, like you can see in these tweets, this thread in round 10 as wide receiver 38, and he's just 23 and a half years old coming into his third season, ready to take an absolute breakout year, in my opinion. The rest of the target competition is Larry Fitz, who yes, is still there. And yes, is going to command slot usage. He's just going to at this point, he gets open, especially in the red zone. He's a nice security blanket. He's the he's the Jason Witten of wide receivers at this point for guys. He'll, he'll line up, he'll get you your eight to 10 yard reception. And he can do stuff after the catch still. I mean, last year you saw him command a 20.6% target share over 100 targets, caught 75 balls for 804 yards. And he very, very much struggled when Christian Kirk went down with injury. When he had to take over as the wide receiver one, it was it was a lot. It was, it was a big concern at that point. So and now that he's going to be the wide receiver three and maybe the fourth option behind Kenyon Drake, yeah, it's going to actually be a nice role for Fitzgerald, in my opinion. And then there is Kenyon Drake, who did see 3.6 receptions per game, 50 total receptions. When he was an Arizona Cardinal, he was seeing about five targets per game, 25 yards per game in the air. So that should kind of take the role of David Johnson and maybe even enhance it a little bit. So the verdict on DeAndre Hopkins is that I'm higher on Christian Kirk. I think Larry Fitzgerald still plays a nice key role in this offense as a third option. It doesn't have to just rely on him as the first option. And the fact that he's moving teams in an uncertain offseason where they can't get as many reps in for DeAndre Hopkins, but he's still being taken at the exact same price as if he's still in Houston. No, there's a lot of moving variables. And because of that, he should move down. He should not be taken as the eighth overall player, the second overall receiver. He's my wide receiver six. I now have Kenny Galladay, Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, and Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas all ahead of him. So that is my case for DeAndre Hopkins. Thank you so much for tuning into this video. There's going to be another video that's likely already out. And if you're watching this a day of its release, we'll be coming out tomorrow for another wide receiver that I feel very, very strong about maybe in the same type of way in terms of he's overvalued or potentially I think he's wildly undervalued. So that's going to be coming out and releasing very shortly. But thank you for tuning into this DeAndre Hopkins video. My name is Sal Vetri. Once again, before you go, if I can solicit you again for hitting that like button, hitting the subscribe button and the notification bell. About like 30 to 40% of my subscribers the last 28 days or so have just found me. So they have not yet subscribed. Please, please, please. It's totally free to do so. Even if you don't normally subscribe to YouTube channels, it doesn't cost you a single thing, but it does allow me to get these videos out more because they reach more people, which means more sponsors pay me third party wise, which means it makes more sense for me to make more of these videos and use my time in that manner. Thank you so much. Hop down below and get the top 25 running back rankings. Keep an eye out for June 15th. If it's already past that date for the draft guide to be releasing, that will be linked down below as well as the community discord. Get all the things. I'm like Oprah out here giving out all the freebies to all of you, like I said. So here you go. That's all for you. I hope you have a great rest of your day. My name is Sal and I will see you in the next one.